You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And, you know, I feel like Rudy, I agree with you 1,000%, by the way. He just needs to get out of his head this idea of giving me the ball. Like, it's not, like, just stop it. Right. It's over. Nobody's posting you up. Nobody's dumping you. Don't get mad. Don't don't get your feelings about it. Just go get go get some rebounds. If he played that way, I got a perfect spot for him. The place that needs him desperately. He go play with Steph and Clay. You are Golden as long as he State the ball. Warriors. <laughs> wow, wow! I love reckless speculation Thursday, boys. Oh my gosh! Sorry, we need more volume on that. There we go. There you go. That was from the Athletic NBA show, the Hoops Adjacent show on the the Athletic. Uh, this is Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, and we like to speculate on Thursdays. It's a safe space for speculation. So whatever happens on Thursday, it's like going to Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Whatever we speculate about on Thursdays stays in the trust tree. No one, we entertain the premise here, okay? If someone has an oh. idea or a thought, and there is an emailer, that yep. we will get to later on here, who has a wild, crazy idea, speaking of the Warriors, that we'll get to. But what do you, just let's start there. I actually have a Gobert trade idea from SI.com that involves the Mavericks. But um, the idea of Gobert to the Warriors. I heard Colin Cowherd two days ago float Cat to the Warriors as an idea. How can they shake this thing up and keep building around Steph, but you know, move a couple pieces around? So Gobert to Golden State? Does, I mean, you're, it'd probably be like a Jordan Poole. Or, yeah. Oh my God. Or Andrew Wiggins. Speculation. <laughs> Just stop with that already. I mean, Just you stop, already have Jaden McDaniels, but we've, yeah, we've gone down that path <laughs> once. I I actually think that if you're gonna, and we certainly are gonna recklessly speculate about this, I think Cat to the Warriors is interesting to speculate on. Feels to me like he would fit what they do a little bit more. Um, than Gobert would, but I mean, I guess you could alter things with Go- Gobert, but you're definitely going to get more. See, I, here's my question, just from a very, just from a Wolves starting point, okay? If you're going to trade Gobert and you just gave up a boatload, like one of the, you know, this could be one of the worst trades in sports history. I mean, that's how much um, uh, collateral you gave up. Mm. Are you going to come even close to maximizing a return for, for him? Or at this point, would he be deemed to be damaged goods? And you're literally dumping him to dump him. You know, with Cat, we're talking about, and I know we're talking about a superior athlete and player when we're talking about Cat. But now we're talking about getting a return if you have decided, and this is the most important thing. So this is not trading Cat just because you have a whim to trade Cat. The most important thing is, if you have deemed him not to be a winning player, so if you have deemed him to be a type of personality and locker room guy who you really can't build around, and clearly the Wolves have chosen, and I don't disagree with this, Ant is their guy, okay? 
So like this would not be dumping Cat because I'll screw him. It just didn't work out. It would literally be after all of this time, Tim Conley says, you know what? I watched a year and the guy is great when he's great, but there's also a lot of things here that aren't going to allow us to make Ant the guy unless Carl is gone. And you'd be getting, most importantly, assets for Cat. And that's the point. But that's my point is when we talk about trading Gobert, which might seem convenient in retrospect, um, what are you going to get back? Because I think I still believe that for Cat you would get back a ton. Gobert, mm-hmm. I would say you would you would not even come anywhere close to getting back what you gave up, and that is a problem in my opinion. And that's a good segue into this Gobert trade idea. From this actually came out a few weeks ago on SI.com, and I think there's like a Mavericks centric. There's like all these fan nation pockets of SI.com, and I think this might have been the Dallas Mavericks section of SI.com. And this is the exact type of thing I think would be a huge mistake for the Timberwolves. And you kind of alluded to it, which would be, ah, well, I guess we'll just punt on Rudy Gobert after one year and get 20 cents on the dollar for him because it's not really working. You have to make a decision. Is Gobert more valuable, even if he's not as good as the value of the trade you made last year, is he more valuable as a defensive, a rebounder? Maybe he's not the same player he was five years ago, but you know what? He actually had the highest uh, win shares per 48 of anyone on your team. He still brings a lot of value, even though his flaws are evident, right? Is he more valuable just like being a sort of more flawed version of Rudy Gobert than you thought you were getting or off the roster for almost nothing in return? I'm going to read you this from SI.com. Because there's going to be some teams that are going to shark circling the water saying, boy, I mean, Rudy's not worthless. He's still a really valuable player. Maybe not... 17 first-round picks and all these other guys. But Dallas Mavericks GM Nico Harrison says his team's biggest needs are defense and rebounding. Sound familiar? Trading for Timberwolves big man Rudy Gobert could address both of those areas. Reckless speculation. Overall, yeah, overall, maybe Gobert just isn't the right fit for the Timberwolves. And they kind of went through all the different reasons, you know, punching a teammate, all this stuff at least in terms of turning them into a championship-level team. And given that Gobert is set to make an average of $44 million over the next three seasons, perhaps the Timberwolves will look to cut their losses and move in a different direction. If that's the case, here's the trade scenario that would make sense for the Mavericks around draft night. Mavericks would receive Rudy Gobert. The Timberwolves would receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, and uh, I, I believe it's pronounced Davis Bertans. I think it's 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 spelled Davis, but I think he pronounces it Davis Bertans. Yeah. All right. And a 2027 first round pick. Okay. So a first round pick in four years. Okay. And the article continues: Gobert might be severely overpaid in some people's eyes, but there's no doubt he'd be the best center the Mavs would put on the court since Tyson Chandler in the 2010 and 2014-15 seasons. There's a lot of Tyson Chandler to Rudy Gobert's game. This would be a huge franchise mistake because unless you follow the Mavericks very closely, these are three players who are just sort of rotation players all over the age of 30. None of them help you in an Anthony Edwards window. There's a reason why the Mavericks with Luka Doncic as their centerpiece only won like 38 games this year. And people are going to blame Kyrie. Dude, the Mavericks were sunk before Kyrie got there. They were hovering around 500. And it's because of 
generic role players like the three guys included in this trade. I mean, this is just like doing math to find salaries that let's just put three guys together that make money to equal Gobert's salary and then a first round pick in four years. If these are the types of offers that you're getting for Rudy Gobert, yes. it is not worth trading him. I would rather just keep him on the court. And if that means having to find another chess piece to move or running it back, I would not be making a trade like this one year after you gave up all that. And I'm not like a, I'm not a guy that gets hung up on, well, you paid this much. I think sometimes a sunk cost is a sunk cost, but I draw a line before a trade like this. This is garbage. I think what you don't want to do, though, is compound the mistake of the trade that, that you made. And if you give him away, which that basically is, I mean, you're getting one draft pick back. And, In four years. And, and three journeymen. Um, it's not a good trade. No, I agree completely. I, you, you can't. You'd be far better off exploring if you want to get something back, cat. Than, than trading go, go bear. Um, mm-hmm. I think you got to accept what that trade was and you got to try to maximize it as much as possible. Uh, and trading him for three veterans and a draft pick would be, I think just, it would make things worse. And it's already not a good trade. Like it looks bad. Yeah. It would look, it would look worse with what you just did. Well, and think about this. Correct. So the 2027 first round pick that's in four years from now. So, Okay, now Anthony Edwards, when you make that pick, Anthony Edwards is now 25 years old, going to be 26 years old. So he's now entering his prime. And now I'm going to go get a 19-year-old in the draft. Now that window doesn't match up. So if I'm going to get draft capital, like that Portland trade we talked about yesterday, and that was a Carl Anthony Towns trade, I want draft cap. If I'm going to get a 19-year-old on the team, I want it now because Anthony Edwards is 21, going to be 22. Absolutely. I don't want I don't want 19-year-olds on the team when he's 27, much like Portland. Portland's like, boy, it's great to have the number three overall pick, but our best player in franchise history is 33. Yep. So unless it's just a plug-and-play 19-year-old kid who's going to be instantly incredible, like Victor, for instance, um, you know, it's just it's about timelines here. So and there's a bunch of I've seen some other trades floating around the internet too about just like just punt on Gobert and get it's mostly other teams that are looking to buy low and teams fan bases, but there's is Rudy Gobert more valuable as Rudy Gobert on the Timberwolves next year or converted into three random dudes who are 31 years old and a pick in four years. And now, now what? Right. So be smart about it. That's such a wolves thing, right? I'll just get rid of them and uh, just take three guys who are going to be here for (laughs) maybe a season, maybe not. Like, wow. yes, that is not, that would not be a very impressive start by Tim Conley to have made what appears to be a mistake and then make the mistake worse in yeah. very David Conn like fashion. I'll just dump them off. Yeah. Just, yeah. I know we're recording this uh, around 11 a.m. Central Time. Do you guys uh, see the Damian Lillard tweet that came across, though, about 30 minutes ago? Reckless speculation. Oh. Time to howl? Dame. Oh, I just saw it. Dame quote tweeted, um, uh, it looks like a fan account and said muting all of you that are undervaluing the Blazers number three pick and insisting on trading Dame what's wrong with you all you think we suffered this long to go out like that goodbye and Dame quote tweets it and says if the fans want to trade me start the petition and send it in shrug emoji reckless speculation wait wow so, so he... Damien's, this is a little gaslighting by Damien Lillard yeah. here. Well, if the fans want to trade me, then I guess. Yeah. He's basically saying it's me or the third. They're, they're probably not going to keep Dame and make the pick. They would either right. trade Dame 
right. get more capital to go along with the third pick, or they would trade the third pick and get pieces to go with Dame. But if you're Damian Lillard, dude, at any point in the last five years, you could have seen the writing on the wall. Your organization has gone through a coaching change, front office, right? You could have demanded out at any given time. So don't don't do the oh the fans want to trade me now. That's it's been a good run. It's a little bit like the it's a little KG like where he's just oddly loyal to an organization that can't figure it out. Yeah, there's two current guys I don't get at all. One is Bradley Beal in Washington, and one is Dame in Portland. Like, how are those guys still there? Yeah, and I would put those guys on different levels because I think Damian Lillard is the best, could be the best player on a championship team. Bradley sure. Beal's oh, probably yeah. like the third guy on a team that, you know, but, if you put Bradley Beal on like the Lakers with yeah. Anthony Davis and LeBron James instead of D'Lo, okay, let's go. Agreed with that. I'm just saying, why is he still in Washington? And and, and why is Dame <laughs> and Dame being with Portland makes no sense from both sides. Yeah. Like if you're Portland, shouldn't you go to Dame and say, dude, we love you. You're going to go into our, I don't know, Hall of Fame, our Blazers Hall of Fame and all, all of that's great. But, you know, it's time. Like we have the three pick. I mean, hell, you could have yeah. traded them last year at some point. Yeah. If you're the Blazers, that's the question. And that's and I get that's the pushback. So we kind of broke. Timberwolves Twitter yesterday, I feel like. Did. We put out that that Carl Anthony Towns to the Blazers for the number three pick trade episode. And apparently at the same time, John Hollinger released a very similar trade idea on his podcast too. So a mm. bunch of great minds uh, sniffing around the same trade ideas. And the main pushback I've seen to the trade, and if you, if you didn't listen to it, yesterday's Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd podcast, it's framework that includes Carl Anthony Towns to the Blazers and the Wolves would get Simons and the number three pick and whoever they would draft with that, either Brandon Miller or uh, Scoot Henderson. And the pushback is, well, is that going to make the Blazers a championship caliber team? If it's okay. So now it's Dame and cat and some pieces. And they have a couple other decent players on that team in a loaded Western conference. And the answer is no. Right. But when the desperate Timberwolves, 15, 20 years ago, made moves to get Ricky Davis and Mike James and all these other <laughs> random guys to put around Kevin Garnett, right? Go, well, let's try this combination. Right. Or before that, right? Of course, yeah, you're just, you're literally just grasping at straws. But that might be the position of a team you can take advantage of. If yeah. the goal isn't to make Portland an ironclad championship team. The goal is to make Portland think like they're putting something around Damian Lillard that's going to be better than the last couple of years so they don't win 33 games again, right? The best thing that Tim Conley could possibly do is fool a team into believing what he believed when Gobert was acquired. And that he's Carl, the final piece to your puzzle. And Carl Anthony Towns, make no mistake, I, I think it's very, very safe to say talent-wise, there's no comparison. Like, if you can get Cat from a talent standpoint and think, you know what, and a ton, ton of teams think this, right? Well, we'll change them. There's some personality flaws, but we'll fix those, right? Because teams think that. Then, yes, take advantage. Take advantage. I, uh, To me, the most important thing is this. Has Conley come to the conclusion that a lot of us have, which is he is a marvelous talent. I'm not going to denigrate Carl Anthony Towns' talent for one second, but I really believe he is not a winning player or personality. And, well, and I think Ant is. Some of this, though, because you would have said that this is where, like, where a player is slotted in a pecking order and what their role is on a team factors in because Andrew Wiggins as the, as the highest paid player and number one franchise star is not a winning guy in that position, right? 
Right. But Andrew Wiggins in an amazing, maybe historically great basketball oh, yeah. culture that's already won championships, and he can on some nights be the second best player. On other nights, it's okay if you're just a dud because we have all these other guys that can fill space. You know, Andrew Wiggins can be a winning player, and that's actually just. And I do have something for you guys from an emailer that's very interesting mm-hmm. that we'll get to in a second. But one of the biggest arguments that I I hear it so often lately. Look at all these players that leave the Timberwolves, and then they just go and become championship players, right? Like Andrew Wiggins, and if D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers go on to win this year, and Kevin Love went on to win a championship in Cleveland, right? Okay, yeah. Well, those guys, those guys were either drafted, paid, or traded for to be franchise leaders with the Timberwolves. Now, you can blame the Wolves for maybe miscalculating that or whatever, right? Right. But in those positions, those guys were failures. D'Angelo Russell, failure as a max player franchise leader. Well, now, Leah, maybe you Timberwolves fans should shut your mouths. Guess who's still playing playoff games? Yeah, guess who got benched in the second half of game one against the Nuggets because he's awful <laughs> in like two out of every three playoff games. But if he has a great game, awesome. Like, are we supposed to throw a parade every time D'Angelo Russell has a great game behind Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Like, if the Wolves have to move on from Cat, and Cat becomes the third guy on a team that goes to the NBA Finals, yes, that doesn't mean the Wolves were wrong about Carl Anthony Towns or that the fans were wrong about Carl Anthony. It means that Cat, as the franchise centerpiece and leader, wasn't good enough, but moved into a situation where he's the third guy, like Kevin Love in Cleveland. Okay, yeah. awesome. That's a perfect role for you. This conversation drives me absolutely up the freaking wall because I can guarantee you right now, if you trade Cat to Portland, they will never win a championship there because he would still be too important there. But when Andrew Wiggins goes to Golden State, of course he's going to win a championship. You could have <laughs> traded me there. I could go sit on the bench there and win a championship. The Heat, the Heat have... He was very helpful you know to winning, by the way. I don't want to minimize. Andrew he, Wiggins was really good for as Golden a role, State. In a role, in a specific role, not well, a starring role by any means. But there is a reason why, and and yes, he is a pain in the ass, but when he's playing well, he's phenomenal. There is a reason why Jimmy Butler was purposely bouncing around until he found the culture that fit him in Miami. Like Philadelphia, technically, he should have looked at that and been like, holy cow, look at this talent around me. We can win here. And you know what he said? I can't win here. Like it was a selfish play. It's It's pretty smart. But it was a selfish play. But there is a difference between hunting for situations that make sense because the team is so good and you've got superstars. Um, but if Carl Anthony Towns goes to Portland or the Knicks, then he's not going to win a, a championship there. Unless the Knicks can get like, and, yeah. Unless the Knicks have a second guy, and then Carl Anthony been, Towns. Yeah, but. and it's been so long. It's been so long since the Knicks have had that good of infrastructure. Dude, if Knicks fans are pissed about Julius Randle, I got news oh. for you when it comes to Carl Anthony Towns. Well, don't tell them that yet. Let let the trade happen and then tell them that. Oh, the post? <laughs> the post would be worth subscribing to to see the back page every day for cat <laughs> just for cat ripping. They would the post would absolutely go after him. Yeah. So one more thing on the D Lo front too, because I don't know, there's just this weird army of D'Angelo Russell Stan mm-hmm. people on social media. And uh, another one that I hear all the time is D'Lo lives rent-free in Timberwolves fans' heads. No. <laughs> no. D- D'Lo said in an athletic interview that the Timberwolves held him back 
and then he goes and gets benched in two playoff games because he's not that good. And so Timberwolves fans have the right then to clap back and be like, were the Wolves holding you back in that game one when you went, you know, four of 11 and were a minus 25 and got benched for the fourth quarter? It's living rent free in someone's head is the most dumb overused thing in the uh, social media world in 2023. Just because you talk about someone doesn't mean they live rent-free in your head. So can does we stop anybody, using that that cliche, please? Does anybody really think that if D'Lo was a really, really good player, the back of his basketball card would, would go what? Lakers, Nets, Warriors, who, by the way, signed him and then immediately said, screw it, and traded him. Wolves, back to the Lakers. And then most likely now, somewhere else in free yeah. agency. Right? So, I mean, that's not, no. Like, it's, it, if he has... The the supporters of D'Lo have far less of a leg to stand on than the Cousins Crusaders. Far less. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So, anyhow, here's one for you. Presented. Speculation. Presented by our friends at EcoFun Scooter Season. I'm excited to get out, ride some scooters around this weekend in the 75-degree weather. Uh, You can save... $3,000 $3,000 off the total price of a new Yamaha Zuma 125 fuel-injected scooter. Lowest price ever comes in black or blue. Also, electric bikes are now in stock and on sale for the spring and summer. Save up to $400 on new electric bikes. Stop in to EcoFun for a demo ride in the parking lot and see which one fits you best. EcoFun for all your spring and summer fun needs, okay? So, again, this is a safe space. Thursdays, Reckless Speculation Thursdays. Let's entertain the premise, as uh, Mason and Ireland say on their ESPN LA show. I like to steal that one from them. Entertain the premise, okay? We're not going to clown on this email. From Danny S. All right. This might be some of the most reckless speculation ever, he says. Reckless speculation. But I saw this, and my mind was off to the races. Shams and The Athletic are reporting that the Warriors and Pobo Bob Myers are far apart on a contract extension. This will never happen, but I'm very curious now. If Tim Connolly were to move on to Washington, mm-hmm. Lori and A-Rod, as we have discussed, have proven themselves to be big game hunters. Mm-hmm. Would they take a run at Bob Myers if Golden State can't reach a new extension with him? If Connolly left? So, Con- no, so you don't have to pay him. He's not suggesting that that you fire Conley, eat that huge salary. You just don't have to well, pay. He's gone. It's not my money, but would I fire Tim Conley for Bob Myers? Uh yes. No, no, no. But but I'm saying this is not. No, this is if if Tim Conley is in or turns out to be in the running and has asked to be in the running for the Wizards Pobo job. This isn't. This is not reckless. It's it's incumbent. To- on you to check dude, in with dude, Bob Myers. That's Lori, not reckless at all. Lori and A-Rod checked in with Pat Riley a year yes. ago. So that no, this is Pat a Riley. 
this is not only a safe space. This is a this is a bit of reckless speculation. I applaud. I think it's incumbent upon you to check in with Bob. Get the digits, make Bob, the call, find Bob, out. Bob, Bobby. you son of a you son of a bee, Bob. So Bobby. if you're if you're Bob Myers, you know, I, if I'm Bob Myers at this point, and now Steph is 35 years old, and the whole Draymond Jordan Poole chemistry thing has gotten weird. So you're probably going to have not only gotten weird, like they hate each other, and and is Steve Kerr staying for a long time still? I feel like he's well, accomplished some, a lot, and he can be a restless soul at times. Yeah, there's been some rumors about maybe Steve Kerr too. So isn't this a great time if you're Bob Myers? Much yes. like Theo Epstein with the Red Sox yep. and the the Cubs. Like, what else are you going to do in Golden State? You've built one of the greatest dynasties in the history of the league. Yep. What else are you going to do there? I love it. So, you know, I don't know if you guys used to play. I know Judd didn't. But, Dex, did you ever used to play um, NCAA, like, college football or Madden? Like, I played a lot of Madden growing up. A ton of Madden. I played some Madden. I was, I was a big NCAA football. And they're bringing that game back, yeah. by the way. And they're going to pay the players, finally. They're going to pay them to use their likenesses. But what I used to do as a challenge, because it's, it's not that much fun if you choose USC or Alabama and you just run roughshod through the video game. I would always choose like Tulane or, you know, some crappy, I would choose uh, Northwestern or something. And I would build up a dynasty over 10 years and become the best college football program from nothing. Hmm. If you're Bob Myers and you've already built a dynasty with Golden State. Yep. What would your next challenge be in the NBA? Yeah, you could go to the Lakers or something. Maybe they fire Rob Polinka. Maybe you can help get the Knicks back on track officially. <laughs> or you could choose Toledo. You could choose Tulsa. You could choose Vanderbilt. And you could come to the Minnesota Timberwolves and turn around the most disgraceful NBA franchise into a championship team. Wouldn't that be a fun challenge if you're Bob? Kind of like uh, apples to oranges a little bit. It's like Ted Lasso uh, coaching uh, coaching his team, right? Like a bad team, not a great well, team. But Ted doesn't. But Ted doesn't come from like a Manchester United dynasty. Didn't he come from like a, a college football dynasty though? Or was it Division Two? Is that what it was? Is that what his story, I believe, was? I don't think he was like Bill Belichick in the NFL, was he? But he, but he, but he, he, he's helping. Uh, he's helping turn around one of the bottom feeders in this uh, fake EPL league that basically exists in Lasso. So I mean, I, I could see it. So what jobs, so if Bob left, which he very well might leave, and if Conley left here, I'm trying to think of the potential marquee jobs because the Knicks, first of all, I don't think Bob Myers, who's I think a really, really smart guy, I, I don't think that anyone is going to go work for Dolan. Like and, the the Knicks Knicks, are, and the Knicks are on a path right now. And they've too. got They're Leon not... Rose running yeah. the team. So I, so I think the Knicks are off. I think the Lakers are off right now. Like, I think they're, I don't know that they're going to fire Palenka. Could Pat Riley step aside in Miami? And... That's, a, that's a possibility. But you know what? There's no challenge there. Miami is baked in. How they competitive are, are you, Bob? They, this, is, this is a chance. And if, you, and if you could give him more than Conley got, and he would probably want an equity stake in the team as well, which, by the way, okay, fine. Take this equity stake in the team. Um. Now, I sort of hope Conley leaves because this could be great fun. <laughs> you know they'd call him. Dude, they called Pat Riley. I know. These dudes called Pat Riley. Now, and Pat was like, no, I'm good down here in Miami. 
with my white lady yeah, pants. Yeah, I'm what, 75? <laughs> I've done it all. I don't want to go to Minnesota and live in those winters. <laughs> that's a very, that's a, it's a huge long shot. But if it came together, as he put in the email, I love it. I know we're going to get crushed for this. We just spent like 10 minutes talking about whether Bob Myers would be the new president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves, but it is reckless speculation Thursday. Well, and Tim Conley, we we still don't know for sure that he's out of the running. Like until we see a report that he He wasn't at the GM meetings. Yeah. So there's some weird stuff here, but why? Okay. Just quickly here. Why (laughs) on God's green earth? Here's what I don't get. So because you're not wrong, Phil, but. Why on God's green earth would a team that a year ago hired Tim Conley away from a rival and paid him huge and furthermore made a trade for Rudy Gobert that was that that a lot of fantasy league players would not make? Why would we get crushed for recklessly speculating when this is what teams do? Well, we're going to get crushed because we're us, but... But I mean, but what I'm saying is, as sports dad, I I would appeal to the masses to say, calm down, take a breath and understand there's some crazy bleep that goes on in discussions. And some of it happens. And there's a bunch of I mean, there's a couple real interesting Minnesota ties to Bob Myers, right? He, uh, he had Clay Thompson on the Warriors. Clay Thompson's dad is Michael Thompson, who played for the Gophers, was number one overall pick. He's minute. I mean, the Minnesota roots are only like two or three degrees separation. Yep. Yep. So I could see it. So anyways, Clay, Clay's like, yeah, I, I love the idea. Keep the reckless speculation ideas. We'd like them to at least have some line of logic. That one. Did. So that one has a line of logic. Yeah. Is it likely to happen? No, but it has a line of logic, right? I saw someone sent me a trade on Twitter that was like, here it is. Like, and it was. I don't know. I got, it included. I, uh, I saw that. It included like Oklahoma City trading Chet Holmgren, and then well, and Cat going to Oklahoma City over here. It's like, well, why would they? Why would they trade Chet Holmgren? Wait, wait, wait. Are you dismissing reckless speculation? Yes. No. It needs to be rooted in make some. Sense? Yes. It, we can't just be like, it's, what it's, if you traded Towns for? Don't be shaming LeBron James. Like, no, that's don't stupid. be shaming people. Don't be shaming people. Rooted in some logic is what. That's the only parameter yep. here. Or a bunch of drinks. Or a bunch of drinks, yes. <laughs> De- Declan's like, hell yeah. Right, yeah. That's where all my ideas are. Hell yeah. you damn right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging with us here. A little feedback Friday for you guys tomorrow. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd on this Reckless Speculation Thursday.